Hey everyone! What you're about to hear is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. If you want to hear the rest, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you do become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month, as well as to our patrons-only Discord chat, where the Podsider community, as well as Pete and myself, get together to nerd out. That's patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks and enjoy! Yeah, so there's actually, I don't know, uh, uh, Manu Sadia is a very, very smart guy. He wrote a whole book about the economics of Star Trek. But he's the one who sort of, who who I realized from him that Star Trek is one of the very few utopian American science fiction stories. Like, if that, when you, and when you actually sort of drill down on it, there are very few that present uh, a truly utopian future. That, you know, there's no, there's obviously, they, they, just for storytelling purposes, the Federation always has to have, like, evil admirals and stuff. But like the general organization of society is like, you're not supposed to think it's hell. You're supposed to be like, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Do you think uh, either of you, I think Pete and I got into this a little bit when we discussed Galaxy Quest, but I'm curious to hear from both of you, honestly. The the repose to some of this that I think you're giving me a springboard to, Alex, is just to say like, well, they depict a post-scarcity utopia of kinds, but like couched in the sort of like lit, like 60s setting of the original show and stuff that can be read not so much as a leftist utopia as like sort of like Sergeant Shriver, Camelot, like pot, liberal imperialism at its best. Right. Totally. Is, is there a possibility of that too? Oh yeah, that's definitely in there. And, and I mean, you know, Star Trek is a show about, um, America imagining what the best version of it, of the sort of story it, it tells itself about what it is. Right. Um, and in the, it's actually very funny in the, in, so in the sixties, it's like in a cold war with an, with a just a purely evil race, you know, like the, the Klingons have no character, have no consistent societal characterization beyond being evil throughout the entire original series. Um, and but, you know, the Federation, so the Federation, Federation is a good guys. And that's actually like why I like Next Generation is a really fascinating text, uh, because uh, Gene Roddenberry, I think he had gone sort of full kook at that point and And had, you know, they like the Federation had to be sort of idealized in this way that almost made it incredibly difficult to do drama. Uh, but uh, um, it, that was like the, the, you know, the end of the cold war, end of history version of the Federation. Right. But so it is, it's, it's, it is a comforting story about, but you know, and I don't really like, if we're talking about American myth-making, I, I, I do actually think there's some use to uh, pr- trying to figure out what it would look like if we did actually live up to the values we espouse, but don't practice. So, um, because you know, there the the alternative sort of is is this very bad trend in modern Trek and modern TV and, and modern genre fiction of being pseudo realistic uh, in a in a cynical way. But the cynicism isn't earned, right? Um, I think of it as as like post nine eleven, like. Um, this is just the way the world is. And if you think it could be better, you are naive. And that, that just like infuses so much genre fiction 
uh, I, I really do think it's a post 9-11 thing. That's, that's um, fascinating and, to me because like when I think about post 9-11, that's when like that was the end of irony in some ways. Like like I, I remember like regarding patriotism as some sort of brain disease on 9-10. 2001. Yeah. And then afterwards, like a flag went by and I started tearing up. Yeah. 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 Well, so, the, you know, the, we're getting pretty far afield of Star Trek four, but yeah, that's why I think like, <laughs> uh, when you look the way it plays out and, and there's a couple different sort of ways I always think of it. Um, and number one is the incredible popularity of the show 24, which is brilliantly made TV. That is just morally reprehensible. Um, and, uh, but the way it, what happens in Star Trek is that it suddenly becomes very much you know, I, I never actually watched Enterprise. Um, I never finished it. And uh, but I know that it got to be much like it got to be a lot more sort of about, um, a, you know, existential threat to the the humans and, and war. And but and even on the the this sort of need to play up uh, in Star Trek Discovery to play up Section 31, which is Star Trek's intelligence agency. Um, and not just because there have been lots of there have been stories about Section 31 before, but now all the characters have to say things like, um, well, we don't always agree with their methods, but we <laughs> uh, but we ultimately we ultimately accept that they that they need to exist. And I'm like, you like, that's not you don't need to accept they need to exist. That's what I mean about the sort of post 9-11 cynicism where you can't even I, I like the utopianism, even if it's even if it's like sort of phony, uh, a phony utopianism, at least like gives people something to aspire to.